When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Talking Cop. I'm your host, Matt. We've got Chris, we've got Kev here to do a little match reaction to the final Europa League group game that finished in Brussels. What was the final? 2-1. 2-1 was the final score. Liverpool uh, leaving with a defeat. Doesn't really matter in the end. Uh, Chris, did you oh. uh, care as little about that match as I did? Yeah, I do. I, I thought going into December that if you say to me, we only lose one game in December and it's this one, Sam, because it's the only one that doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect us finishing top of the group because that's already boxed off. We got to rest four or five key players, a couple of kids, four, four or five kids got a run out. Probably not, probably didn't do as well as we'd have hoped. You know, Really slight disappointment is I can't, I'm kind of hoping for a little bit more from the two front lads, the two young front lads. But you know what? Uh, it, is, it is what it is. Listen, good for them. They got themselves. Was it third they finished? You know, so it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I agree. And uh, Kev, you uh, didn't allow yourself to get too worked up over that performance, did you? Oh, <laughs> I'm glad the show did. I'm, I'm glad the show, we didn't do the post-match show ten minutes after the game finished. <laughs> I, I I shouldn't let tonight's result get to me, but I hate losing to Dross. I don't mind losing to good sides. If we lose to a good side and we're outplayed by a better side, fine. But that was such an afterthought, that game. I mean, it's, just... it's bad enough as fans that we don't give a shit. But when the manager doesn't give a shit and the players who were playing tonight don't give a shit, it's like, please, God, get through this 95 minutes uninjured, unharmed, with a few minutes in the legs, and get to Sunday. That's all they cared about. I right was, so. I right was so, Yeah, I get I get it to a point, but there were players that started tonight that needed to put their hand up and give the manager something to think about. Not a single solitary one of them did. If anything, more of those players come out of that game with more questions than answers about, about what they're doing. And where they're going because and I'm not on about the kids. I'm not on about the kids. Yeah. I'm more I was more pissed off watching some of the senior players strutting around, strolling around than I was watching the two fullbacks getting rinsed all night. It was like and it's not their fault. It looked like there was no preparation done for that game. You know, Union are top of their league, six points clear, clearly play with a back five with Wing backs that bomb on for fun and give you so many different problems that any of these kids would have faced in their under 23 games. And it looked like there was absolutely nothing done to prepare them for what was coming. It was just, it, it just drove me nuts. 
And I, you could see it in some of the players. You could see it in Harvey Elliott, the, the frustration that was coming from him when he was asking some of the front lads to do the basic yeah. things and they weren't yeah. doing it. And I, I, I look, result aside, it doesn't matter. We're top of the group. We've got through. We, the job, we earned the right to be able to feel that side where. But I'm I'm really I hate watching us lose. I I wouldn't yeah. give a shit if it was a preseason friendly. I hate watching us lose a game. And it it's it was just frustrating because as good as they were on the night, as good as we allowed them to be on the night, there were moments in that game when we strung passes together mm. and we moved the ball quickly and we just got through them for fun. Mm. But we just didn't do it enough. And I feel sorry for the kids. I genuinely do. I feel sorry for Bradley and for your man who played left chambers and played a left back because they were hung out to dry. You know, it was if Doak and well, how do you not your man okay. Kay, Kay Gordon looked looked like you know that's the difference between under twenty threes and senior football. They were bullied. They were they weren't faster than what they what their opponents normally are where they are at junior levels. You know, they weren't able to beat their fullbacks like they are able to at under-23 level. Uh, it was a wake-up call for some of them. And like, Chris, you said it to me during the game. Mm-hmm. It's clear as day some of these guys need to play some proper football. Not yeah, some of the tippy-tappy shit that they're playing at under-23s because that's not real football. But also... You know, that's that's co- that's like the kid a colouring book and say, here, colour in the number six in red and the number four in blue and the number five in green. You know, that's yeah. what under-23 football is. It's football it by by numbers. It's it not is, real. But think as well, at least the two uh, <laughs> fullbacks got hung out, hung, hung out to dry, in your opinion. But do you know what? Uh, generally for kit, generally for youngsters, adversity actually teaches you more than it being a, a stormer. Bradley will learn so much more because he got he got a, an early yellow, arguably a soft early yellow, but he managed that very well. Hmm. And yeah. whereas. On 23 football, you don't really have that pressure of if I go, I'll go. Uh, and look, Chambers, I think he had positional problems, which it's nothing to do with tactical setups and that. I think just generally he was getting himself in the wrong position and was pressing wrong. And that's just a thing you learn as a kid. So I actually think you just learn from these sort of situations. Do I think any of the senior players play well? Not really. Do I think they've been told by a club, play within yourself and just get through the game? Yeah. And I think. This is what this game was about: is just just get through it. Sometimes get experience. Bad experience is not always a not always a negative, you know, because you learn from the, the adversity. And ultimately, no one got injured. Um, and look, I do you know what? If Gap got scored a hat trick, Endo was brilliant, and Jones ran the show. Do I think anything will start against United? No, not at all. I think the team for United has been set in stone for a week. I think Klopp already knows that. And the lads who are playing tonight is. They're probably going to be on the bench, so it was just easy ticket over. That's generally what I think it is. Could be wrong, but I think it's just a ticket. I think today was just used to give some players a ticket, some tick over minutes, nothing more, nothing less. And they probably got more out of that than they would in the training session. It's, it's but, clear that Ibu needs it. Um, yeah, for sure. Endo definitely needs meaningful minutes because he was he was targeted again on the ball, but he's back to goal. He didn't want the ball. He, he didn't want to take the ball off centre backs at times. You know, he, 
he's a worry. He's starting to. I don't mind him coming on with twenty minutes to go and shut a game down or do a job for twenty minutes. But the last two games that he started, and he was targeted badly at the weekend. You know, he really was poor, and I'm wondering like, how is he going to work through this? Because if he starts it on Sunday, Manchester United will target him. They'll stick someone mm-hmm. on him and sit on him and wait for him to make a mistake. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just something that seems to be in his game. He's he's just not very good at taking the ball with his back to goal. I mean, and, one thing I will say to, tonight is, if you don't like certain players, people use these sort of games as an excuse to. Oh yeah, go as I've, I've already seen with Jones getting slated and you know what's Jones going there no but I've seen people class and that makes him a championship level player give it a rest will you because listen when he's fit cops nearly always picking him and you can't tell me anyone's good tonight Grabenberch came on again and Matt Grabenberch again that's what five games in a row ghost absolutely ghosted you know but he's just going through but he's one shot yeah but he's going through a spell you know does it mean Grabbird's a bad player? No, he's just going through a bad spell. And, yeah. you know, I think they only wanted to be well, right. Said, by, by, ten, by the time it got to 10 o'clock, I chilled right out. I would grant. Because <clears throat> I, watched, I watched the last few minutes of the Brighton game. I've seen their, their goal winning. Uh, lovely goal. Top, they topped their group. And it's like, it, it brought me back to reality that, look, the lads have earned the right to be able to feel that side. Because this is probably the last game, more than likely now, until the FA Cup, that they're going to be able to rest a significant amount of players. You know, it's going to be full on now from this Sunday right the way through up until the, um, the FA Cup game. And, you know, everyone in the squad is going to be needed. Any, everyone who's available in the first team squad is probably going to get minutes between now and then. Uh, it's you. This is way more content than I was expecting to get out of this game because it was really just a non-event for me. For me, the biggest things of note all came in the lineups. Uh, I, I'm quite fond of the lineups. Lots of kids in there. I mean, Bradley getting his second uh, appearance of the season, his first start. He's only had eight minutes so far. Cade Gordon, first appearance since the sixth of February, 2022, in an FA Cup game against Cardiff. It's our youngest ever starting 11 in Europe, and I believe it got even younger and younger as mm-hmm. the game went on. And the biggest fun fact from the entire game is there was a guy on Union Saint-Gilois named Lapoulin who is from Madagascar. And for the life of me, I can't think of a single other Madagascarovian that I could know of in the entire world. Like any athlete, any sport. So that is very cool. I was really hoping that he was going to score and uh, forever be a pub trivia answer. Uh, I mean, let's just zip through the goals real quick and uh, see who we uh, think should never play for Liverpool ever again because they allowed a goal to go in. Just before the goal, I uh, I wrote to myself, Jones needs to be in this game more. He should be bossing this. Our midfield should be good enough for some Premier League games, let alone this game. And about a minute or so later, Curtis Jones tries to take my advice and do way too much. He loses the ball. They break. And, I mean, Kuvin Kelleher... I think that's pretty good goalkeeping to get his hand on that ball. And the guy runs. Yeah. He runs through. He gets another. He kind of gets that rebound deflection off of it. And he slots it into the empty net. 
the uh, the guy that scored Amora, I thought he had quite a good game for them. Like there was a couple of him and Fuertes for uh, uh, USG. They both had really quite good games. They were the stand up for Nielsen was a handful as well. Has it, has, it been was the right the goals on, has it been proven the goals on side? Because look, listen, I have Michael Owen. So you know, do you know what I mean? You know, the, the man's still obsessed with throwing apples at, at a bin. So, you know, it's what I had to deal with. Uh, but he said, oh, and yeah, you can clearly see he's onside. And they showed one replay. You went, well, he looks offside in that replay. There's no image to come out. I think you got a replay? We got one replay, which was from a weird angle, which looked like he was offside. But even Klopp's come out and said, yeah, it, it looks like the it, Diaz again. It's off. I mean, also Klopp. Virgin Media did their own kind of graphic with the line and stuff. And because they never got the, the still image of from UEFA, and he looked off. He, I don't he think looked, it was a massive like country mile offside, but I think he was off. And mm. but at the same time, Keller got a good hand on that. He's unlucky, you know. He's. I think he's got to be flicking that. He's. He's mm. got to be flicking that away because he got a good enough hand to it to be able to flick it away. Other. I'll be honest, I think Keller was probably our best player tonight because he made five or six really good saves that kept that scoreline respectable. You know, and I think he got unlucky with that one as one where I think Allison probably does flick it. You know, but he got a he got a good hand to it. But I honestly think it was offside. The only thing you were saying about Curtis Jones dilly dallying on it. There was a camera angle they showed in Virgin Media where the left back should be to receive that ball. There was no one there. He had yeah. nobody to pass to. That was a problem. The left back had gone. But that's spatial awareness, game awareness, and knowing where to be at the right time and not, you know, selling your mate down the river. That's inexperience. You know, he did, Jones literally had nowhere to go. So when he got robbed, they were straight in. You know, but it looked off to me anyway. Yeah, I, yeah. I still had, and normally UEFA are really quick. They're really quick at releasing the uh, this the screenshots. And the other thing as well, I watched the Champions League last night, and the decisions on offsides are really quick. This yeah. one wasn't. This one they took their time over it, which makes me think that it wasn't working. Yeah, because yeah. You got to imagine there were so many games kicking off at the same time. There is not a dedicated VAR team for each individual game. It's like, there can't be. If you think about it, look how many games were kicking off at 8 o'clock tonight. I, I bet you that some of, you know, either they said, we have a decision to be reviewed on this game. And they pan the cameras and they quickly go through it. And they just move on to the next game or something. It just, I don't think it was working. I honestly don't. I just think it was weird. You know, especially going yeah. on the pace, the, how quick the decisions were made in the Champions League last night. This one dragged its heels. That's what makes me think it, it wasn't working. Might be completely hey, wrong, though. It's it's like what Ashley L says here. Says, I'm just glad there's nothing riding on that call for us. So, but I mean, that's not the point. You know, it's kind of no, a, no. a common. It's a common thing that Gav says. You know, about when calls go against other teams. It's like the point is that it doesn't matter. You know, the team that got screwed over by a refing call ended up winning in the end you know like if we ended up winning at tottenham and luis diaz goal didn't count it doesn't make it any less egregious of an error no. you know it takes some of the some of the sting out of it because you walk away with the points whereas we actually kind of got robbed of the points it's 
they like showing off that technology, that 3D animation where it has the wall to show the Defender. They really seem to like showing that off because that's their fancy proprietary technology. And I got no replay. I got a replay of the ball going into the back of the net. Like I got a replay of the Kelleher attempted save and the ball getting put into the back of the net. That I got a replay of. I saw no side view shot of the ball leaving the, the assister's foot, you know, to judge whether he was onside or not. So I just thought it was strange. And it goes to show how little it matters that we're not on here ranting and raving about it. Because, I mean, after the Toulouse Both. game where Kwanzaa's robbed of a good goal for – yeah. Uh, handball that takes place 50 yards and 13 seconds away. You know, we were all kind of like up in arms about I it, mean, but it really didn't matter because we still kind of had the group wrapped up. If we're being honest, the third goal is very similar to the Quans one. It's handball, but it's two stages back in in the play because this handball doesn't then lead straight to us. This handball and another pass happens. So, you know, we 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 actually got a favor done for us, but it doesn't make it right. But also, if it was a game that mattered, we wouldn't start that level. We no. all know that. That's the thing. That's why. That's why I struggle to get really asked about the game because I'm like, we all knew it didn't matter. The club, no, it didn't matter. Everyone knew it didn't matter. So it was just literally. Do you know what? If we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. Ultimately, yeah. as long as nobody got injured and Kunz Klopp, everyone's sound. The only question it does leave is, it's more for Sunday. Is who plays six? Because it, I don't think it'll be Endo because he's not played. He's not had a good last two games. That's kind of. We kiboshed his chances. It probably is going to be on the callous by the way Klopp has described getting a stud on his knee going down to the bone, which just sounds horrendously awful. So that's going to be an interesting one. Is it Gomez right back, Trent mid, centre mid? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it uh, just something else to look forward to for the weekend, and hopefully we get through talking about this dross of a game so that we can actually uh, get into some of the more tantalising bits about it. But uh, about five, six minutes before the half, Chris, Curtis Jones swings in the corner and Jarrell Kwanzaa finally gets his first goal. I say finally. He's got like 15 appearances or something like that. Uh, it somehow evades all of the heads in the box. It looked like about three or four heads just got skimmed off at the top. He kills it stone dead about 15 yards out, dead in the middle of the box, and Kwanzaa puts it into the back of the net. Pretty good first little goal for him. It, it took Klopp's 2,000th goal in his management career. So, not a bad one either. It's quite a good one. I was pleased with Kwanzaa because, you know, he's really unfortunate with the equaliser that wasn't given. So, and listen, the kid just showed more flashes of what he can do. Um, I thought he had a mixed bag night tonight, but listen, you know, clearly, he knows how to finish. I mean, Joe, Joe goes, maybe we'll have a chat to him and say, look, Joe, that's how you hit it. <laughs> this is how you might get your first goal. Just hit it like that. You'll, be, you'll do fine. But yeah, it's a nice goal. Um, just didn't really get to enjoy it very much because we conceded straight on the counter-attack. Um, guy hit it early. Me personally, and in our telegram, we were having a debate about it. I think the keeper saved. I think the keeper should be saving it. He does take it early, but I just think he's setting up that I would expect Calher to save it. You know, I know we haven't got to Allison saves, but Allison saves. Allison's an elite keeper and he saves most things. I still think Calher, the standard keeper he is, I would expect him to save that. You know, but again, you live in your, you know, you learn from it. But yeah, nice goal for Quanta though. A good hit, really good technique. The first touch on it is really good. Sets it up nice to crack it. Yeah. And doesn't skide over the bar, which is, uh, you know, if he's learning at the, uh, 
at the side of Virgil van Dyke. At least he's not picking up that quality from Virgil of skying that ball in for Rosette. Uh, and I mean, yeah, Kev, like Chris says, uh, didn't really get to savor in that for too long because uh, Puertas, got, ball comes in from the left, it gets square to him right across the top of the box. I think he takes it early and places the ball very well, but like, yeah, it's anytime you're beat at your near post like that, it just looks bad. Whether the context is slightly mitigating or not, you never, you know, it's, I played goalie as hockey growing up as a kid in Canada. And it was, you know, when you're in one of those tight angle situations, the rule is just don't get beat at your near post. Just don't get, if you get beat far side, you get beat far side. Just don't get beat at your near post. So I think it looks a bit worse on him than it actually is. I mean, should Kelleher ever play, should Kelleher ever play for Liverpool again? His reaction says he knows he should save it. Yeah, the, the shot was like right in the near post. It was shaving the post going in, and it was gun barrel straight, and he took it early. Saying all of that, he should still save it. Allison saves that. That's the difference. Yeah. But Allison is elite. You know, Keller is a good I, keeper. There's a, different, there's a reason he's number two. But I think most goalkeepers would expect to say that. Keller's reaction tells you yeah. you need to He's know. disappointed. It, it, it's not a reaction of oh we can see it. it's a reaction of I should yeah. I, I should add that so he knows in his own technique. Say, saying all of that, have. he shouldn't he have been in the. He shouldn't have been in the position in the first place. He gets in at Kelleher way too easily. You know, yeah, because it uh, was it was poor defending. over over has to overcome set to the right. Endo actually loses the runner. Yeah, which is also a problem. And then Kwanzaa probably should, should probably. Goes a bit more of a sprint to get across, but that takes it early, which sort of takes Kwanzaa yeah. out of the equation. But that's why I, I, I mean, that's why I wouldn't be going mad on Kelleher because I think it's a really good goal. I think if Jota scores that goal, we're raving about it. If Nunes scores that goal, you're raving about it. Yeah, that's a really good goal. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, it, it's just one of them that it was hit with enough power, but it was really accurate. And because he, he hit it early. Yeah, he'll be disappointed, but you know, I maybe take the hat off to the forward, the then slam the keeper to death, because plenty of keepers don't save that. You know, I say Allison to save it, but I back Allison to save anything. You know, yeah. he's he's ridiculously good, so I I think there's plenty of keepers that don't save that as well. You know, it is one of them, and I still stand by the fact that I think Kelleher was our best player. Because he made some ridiculous saves throughout that game, you know. He even in the first half before, when it was goalless, you know, he, yeah, he made, made he Nielsen. He was one on one with Nielsen, got his leg out, made a good save, and right the way through the mm-hmm. game, they were creating plenty of chances. And someone said it earlier in the comments, actually. You know, I was had a bit of a rant at the start of the game. This is a side that are top of the that are top of their domestic league by six points that are used to playing with each other, with that 11, week in, week out, consistently in a winning with a winning mentality, scoring goals for fun. They score, they're scoring loads of goals in, in domestic football. And it's easy to see why with the way they attack. And you could see when they did attack, they knew exactly where to be. And when they pressed, they knew how to press in bunches in the right areas. It was night and day they, different. It was men against boys. In a lot of ways, because we weren't organised. And it's not difficult to see why. That 11 will never start another game for Liverpool. 
in their in ever in their lifetime. Never. Yeah, ever, ever again. Um, but also they had something to play for as well. They needed at least (laughs) yeah, big time. uh, Lucky that I mean not lucky because Toulouse beat last game, it actually made no difference in the end, but they a win guaranteed them you know conference offers, it guarantees them put um was he at, um after Christmas and I think they did quite well in the Europa Conference last year. They got to the last eight. Yeah, so they want to try they want to try and do that again, don't they? So mm-hmm. pretty cool. So you know, but yeah, um other than that, I thought the two wide guys I was expecting a bit more. I kind of expected <laughs> the performance we got out of Gordon because the Paul lads missed so much football with a horrendous it was his ankle, wasn't it? He did. Was his yeah. ankle he did. So, think so. Yeah. he's probably just happy, okay. and he's just happy to be, you know, getting back on the pitch, getting some meaningful minutes in his legs. Uh, but he was doing some of the base runs, but he just looked like I was not playing football for a year, which happens. Me personally, I've been thinking this for a while. Oh, pelvis, sorry, they got actually correcting me. Um, I feel Ben don't need to loan to play championship football just to get used to the when to release the ball and. You know, hold the balls up, but you know, he's 17, so you know, I'm, I'm not gonna lambast the lad, but I feel like he's in that where Elliot was when we first got him. I just feel like a six yeah. month loan to the right club will do well now. Find the right club's difficult because we probably aren't gonna do Blackburn because, um, that's the different manager now, and it you know, but mm. you find the right, find the right club. You know, who you know, who we might actually have a decent loan spell with is uh, Manchester United. You know, he'd no, walk right into their first team. I know, but we want to enjoy. We want to enjoy himself. Like, come on, that's just for me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I think. I think he needs to. I think he won't go. I don't think he'll go anywhere this season. But I think he needs to physically, physically develop, and that'll take time. I don't want. I'd hate to see him rushed, but you can tell he phys- He needs to physically get stronger. But hmm. like you said, he's a kid. He's still learning his game, and. You know, dipping him in and out. I, I'd be quite happy not to see him now for the rest of the season. You know, I, I'd what, be quite comfortable but, not seeing him for the rest of the season. But in my head, if if we're thinking that, you know, and understand why, and we're not being disparaging, like he's mm. extremely talented, and like I said, he's only seventeen. Then I'd be looking to get get another wide forward in January and and unregister him because. I yeah, I don't think he. Yeah, I don't think he gets registered for the second half of the for the second Which half of the a, season. If the spot's there, I'd I'd look for a wide forward because you have no Mo Salah for six weeks anyway. Jota likes an injury. It, it won't make a difference for Easter. Uh, sorry for Europe for the Europe. For no, I just mean in Europa I just mean in, I just mean in general. But also, it'd be handy to have just a, a slightly more experienced option to throw in if you needed it, like a break glass option. And plus, your future proofing for in case somebody else leaves. So, yeah, but. We'll worry about transfers when January opens. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the I nice thing I that I thought... That. The one nice I thing I thought about this lineup, though, is uh, talking about transfers, is that one thing that I heard a fair amount of from Liverpool fans in the summer was, you know, why are we waiting until it's Moises Caicedo valued at $100 million as opposed to going for Moises Caicedo when he's $1.5 million? And there's at least two players in that starting eleven that fit that bill in terms of Harvey Elliott and Ben Doak. You know, really highly rated young kids that we buy at an absolute snip, throw them into the academy, loan them out if we need to, and finish their development in-house for us and potentially save us a pile of money. So, you know, you end up having the majority of our players being academy products. You know, Kelleher, Bradley, Kwanzaa, Chambers, Jones, 
Gordon, all of them, full academy. And then Elliot Doak brought in later. You get, uh, who else came on? Scanlon comes on this, at the end, you know, making it another one. But, I mean, this is this is a challenge we have, which is, and it's not all local fans, so when I say that, it's not a generic because everyone's difference is, we hear the argument of why don't we get Caicedo from South America when he was £2 million. I don't think, as a fan base, majority have the patience to watch them develop. Because if you watch these lads develop, they make balls up. So, you know, we've Kev, how many times the last few years have we done shows where people have said, why is Harvey Elliott here? What does he give us? Why are we bothering with him? Send him out on loan. Why have we got him? This is ridiculous. Now we're seeing the benefits here. But you have to go through that short-term pain. The opposite end is, the also double ties don't work out. We tried it with Carvalho. It hasn't worked out at the moment. You know, and at the, and it looks like it hasn't worked out for the Leipzig. This is the risk you take when you go with, with the straight from source options. You know, some work out brilliant. That's great. But some end up being like the Carvalho's or slow burners. It's whether you've got the patience to sit with that. And I think, depending where you are, you know, four or five years ago. Depends on what you're fighting for as well. Yeah. It, does. Well, it, just, it depends on what you're fighting for as well. You know, you know it's easy to develop a player if you're Brighton when your ambition is to try to fit to stay in the league and finish as high as possible because everything's a bonus after after avoiding relegation. When you're trying to develop players while competing with the likes of Manchester City, City Spurs, Arsenal, Newcastle, Manchester United, blah de blah de blah de blah, all the way down the line, you don't get too many options to gamble and take risks. Not uncalculated risk. So the reason Moises Caicedo was sold from Brighton for the price that he was is because he did the hard yards before he got to Brighton. You know, Brighton already had him out, bought and sent out in loan. So they kind of had an idea on what they were getting. But at the same time, I don't think they could bank on having an idiot club like Chelsea being run by an idiot, willing to spunk 100 million plus on a player who literally done nothing. You know, over he had a good twelve months. Let's be honest. That's that's what he's mm-hmm. that's what he's that's what he's had. You know, now he's a, a millstone around Chelsea's neck, along with a few others for the next eight years. You know, and they're hoping and praying that they might develop into something because if they don't, they're in a world of trouble. I think yeah. they're in a world of trouble anyway. I think they're screwed. But it's that's just, comp- for one for another day for sure. It's just it's just getting happy balance with. How many you how many how many projects you want to take a risk on? And that's ultimately we've got enough. I think Kwanzaa. Was... I think they yeah. I think they've they've got they've looked at Kwanzaa and thought yeah you know there's something special about this kid. Yeah, yeah know, I mean, he's definitely worth persevering with. But at the same well, time, he well, is. If you look at what, yeah, Kwanzaa's probably a project. Well, Elliot's still a project in work. I would say mm-hmm. Doke's a very long term project. So. How many more projects do you want? You know, because again, if you have too many projects, it leads to inconsistency. And where we are in the league at the moment, there isn't much wiggle room for us to take take that many risks. So, ah. see where we are. diamonds are created we- under incredible pressure. Uh, I you mentioned Jarrell Kwanzaa there. I mean, yeah, they scored a third goal and it was chalked off for handball. That's a European handball, so uh, I don't think mm. it warrants oh, a handball. whole lot more it's discussion. Matt, Ma- sorry, mate, that that's yeah. handball in any league. In every league, but the, but the question is, it literally. I don't, I don't, I don't, think, they I don't think they would have called it back in the Premier League because too far back. It's handball. No, it but doesn't matter. It's it's handball. Handball. I know, but it's not handball. There's no way they would. No, no it's not an English handball. That's not how. That's not the rule. 
That's not the rule. What's the rule then? It's literally the way if it's outside the box and it's a foul, it can be called. If it's inside the box and it's an attacker and it leads directly to the ball going into the net, it'll be called. If it's a defender, it won't be called. It's weird. But that is handball every which way you look at it, in every right. league going known to man. Okay, you know, yeah, I, right. a slight slight miscommunication in terms of what we're talking about. Yeah, it is a handball, but it is missed yeah, by sorry. the ref, and it is not the type oh, yeah, of yeah. handball that the English Premier League would overturn a goal on. English hmm. VAR would not overturn that goal for handball because they say they say it's too far back. They say it's too far back. Do you think though? Do you guys think that going forward, the Premier League needs to sync with Europe in how games are officiated? Because tonight you saw a lot of fouls, niggly fouls that were given that weren't carded. Mm-hmm. You saw four minutes added on at the end of the game, five minutes added on at the end of the game. You had two minutes added on at halftime. It was more than enough. It seemed to be a throwback kind of game to how the Premier League used to be officiated. And I thought well, the game ran smoothly. I didn't think there was malicious or nasty or anything like that. And the game actually flowed. You know, I, I think it. I don't think that's, but I don't think the way it was refereed tonight is a Europe is a, uh, a UEFA directive. I just think that's how that referee refs. I think that's just more of a individual performance. But also, the English and the English Premier League are never going to fall in line with Europe. They will always come kicking and screaming and do everything last because it's the little England mentality of we always want to see how it works out first. They will, you know. But unless you wake our teeth, which they don't, because they're scared to death of the Premier League, they should be enforcing this going. The, you know, semi-automatic um, offside. It's generic across all, all five top major leagues. I mean, like that it, that didn't work too good today. <laughs> I, that's, that's all, but whatever the rule is, that's it. You know, right, this is the new VAR directive. All five leagues, it's in place this season. England can't go, oh, well, we voted for it. We don't want to do it this year. It's got to be tough. If it's in the Champions League and Europa League, it's in your domestic leagues. Because that's what it is to be part of UEFA as you won the top five leagues. But UEFA won't do that, and England will always kick and scream and do everything last because that's just how England wins. And yeah. we just know that's how the Premier League is. We've no, seen it every no, day. The reason, Balls last. The, that's I, why I, said, I, the reason I said it, I actually I watched a podcast with, with uh, Goldbridge the other day, and and I said, look, it it, it was, he was talking about injuries and the amount of injuries that are in this season so far. He read this report that was released the other day. They were talking about in general. There's 15% more injuries this season than this time last season in Premier League. And then when you break it down, if you picture a prem, most Premier League games have added on time now from halftime and, fu- and fu- at full time, between 10 and 15 minutes usually is added on every single game, right? Mm-hmm. So for every three games you play, you're playing a half of football. And mm-hmm. what are we on? game week 16 you know so our lads have played probably 160 minutes or 16 yeah no an extra 300 minutes worth of football so that's an extra three games worth of football because of the amount of added on time that's being added every game over the course of this season so far and it's no wonder that you've got clubs with players that are dropping like flies left right and center yeah, it, it it doesn't need you don't need to be a scientist to be able to work out that if players are playing more football, 
more intensity in their football and they stop starting all the time a lot more, then it's going to lead to more injuries. You look at the amount of injuries that are happening now. It's mainly hamstrings, groin strains, all niggly, not, not as many impact injuries as what you'd expect. It's mainly muscles, muscle strains. Reese James, again, the other day, the, the, the kid can't catch a break. But Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, Harry Maguire's hardly played much football at all. If Ellis, you look if at who's gone down with a groin strain. If Ellis kept, yeah, Reese James could catch a lot of breaks. That's his problem. No, but I'm just using it as an example. You look no, at no. Newcastle, Spurs, it, it's right the way through virtually every side. The amount of players now that are down with muscle injuries. And I'm convinced a lot of it is down to the amount of added time that's, that's been played in football. It's way too much. And we see this is like last night was the last night of Champions League group stage as we know it. Oh, yeah. Next season, next, it, it'll be to January. Yeah, it goes into ten, January. How the hell's that going to work? Isn't it January? Yeah, because yeah. it's this new group stage is going to January season. next year. You Swiss and so I think is it eight games you play now. Um, yeah, I think it's eight games, home and away, four home, four four away, and the top two in each or the top four in each group or the top two in each group goes so like, go into the knockout stages. Stupid. Top four goes to knockout stages, and then fifth to tenth, I think it is, go to playoffs. So it's it, but this we, is but very we, much. Very much reminds me of a scene from the movie Basketball where they're explaining the playoff format that they use. Yeah, it's it's very much like that. Yeah, But also, the keeper squad size is exactly the same. Because I got got a solution for this, and uh, this was a topic Gav did on the 30 a couple of weeks ago of what rule change you would make to football. I think you should do line changes like they have in ice hockey. Unlimited substitutions on the fly. (laughs) You can only have 11 players on the pitch. At any given time, and you can just bring your forwards off and throw 10 defenders on. And then when you attack, those defenders have to run to the sideline and get off. You can bring 10 attackers on. Let's just do it that way. Nobody will ever get hurt ever again. Um, I wanted to bring up about Kwanzaa. Uh, Kev, you mentioned that Kelleher for you was man of the match. For me, it was Jarrell Kwanzaa. I just got some of his stats here. 95 out of 100 passes completed for, let me do the math, 95% completion percentage. Four out of four tackles, three out of five aerial duels, four out of six ground duels, five successful progressive passes, 13 out of 16 long balls, one interception, and one goal. Uh, Out of all the Academy product kids on the pitch, including Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones, Jarrell Kwanzaa was the one that looked most like a Liverpool regular out of all those kids. He did not look like a boy out there. The men against boys cliches that we were talking about. You can tell that he's still young and he had a few moments and Nelson muscled him pretty uh, pretty decisively in the first half before Kelleher made that 1v1 save. But I, I think that Jarrell Kwanzaa just once again has done exactly what the coaching staff would want from him. He didn't set the world alight with the exception of his goal, but he's just taken it over. And I, what a story the kid's been this season. It's what a great year for him. Chris, who'd you like for man of the match? <laughs> Kev's. Oh, um, I no, I'm here. I'm just, I was waiting for you to talk about Gerald Conza, mate. Well, he addressed you, so I went, okay, I'll keep quiet. Oh, sorry, yeah. no, I thought you were talking to Chris. <laughs> no, sure, to let's say Chris, then. Okay, yeah. He was, he was bossing. He's really, really good. Um, he just gets better and better. Look, there's still little things in that you're going, you know, he perhaps needs to react a bit quicker, but he's a kid. Have you seen his interview? Yeah. Proper, that's a proper... Um, 
killer mentality, which was, it was along the lines of, you know, Joel Matip being in, he goes, we all feel for Joel, we do, but I was looking to step over him anyway because to be to be the first teamer because I want to play as much football as possible for Liverpool, which I thought, woo, that's a, yeah. that's a killer mentality. That's, to be fair, it's kind of what you want. It's just like, most, that's probably why you know he's a kid because, most pros don't talk like that. Most pros are quite, you know, stock lines and oh, I'm happy to just get any game time. It's good for the team. It, it was proper like, no, no, I, I, I want to play every week. You know, I want to step over everyone to get there. Fair play to you. And to mm. be fair to him, based on form, he played better than Karate tonight. Um, I will give a shout out to Joe Gomez. I just thought Joe Gomez when he came on was perfectly solid. Just did what, Simsquad, did exactly what you want them to do. Came on, did his job, kept it all neat and tidy pretty decent on the ball uh, and then got off really so you know I thought the second half pair and them two was actually really good yeah Gomez Gomez is doing the exact same thing I was saying about Kwanzaa of just you know mm. it might not be putting in 10 out of 10s but if you're putting in seven or eight out of 10s that that will absolutely do uh Kev was there anybody else either positively or negatively that stood out for you for uh, Liverpool today um I felt I kind of felt sorry for Nunes when he came on because he, he didn't get any, he didn't get any service, and it doesn't. You could have R nine coming up coming off the bench tonight, and if you're not getting any service, he's not going to do anything. It, it's just one of those one of those things. I thought Elliot was decent in patches. Um, when he got the ball, he was looking up looking for options. The options just weren't there, but he always looked like he wanted to progress the play, and he just. It, I think he was just frustrated. I think he was frustrated with a lot of what was going on around him. Kwanzaa was very good, no doubt about it. But the, the only reason I went for Kelleher over Kwanzaa, purely and simply, is Kelleher had too many saves to make. Hmm. You know, um, Kwanzaa, neat and tidy on the ball. Some of his distribution with his long ball, his long passing, is not long balls. These are long passes. You know, Virgil-esque, you know, from left centre back out to right wing. He he's got a really good range, and he's not afraid to to ping it. You know when it needs to go, he, he's well capable of doing it. And he's probably the only one out of everyone tonight that's given Klopp um, something to think to think about. Because I wouldn't I wouldn't have any worries if he was starting on Sunday mm. and giving him an hour. I thought the best thing about him tonight, actually, Nielsen, when he was coming onto his side, is exactly the type of player you'd want Kwanzaa to, to play against because yeah. he gave Kwanzaa trouble. He's going to bully him. You know, he's, he's bigger than him. He's stronger than him. He's more experienced than him. So it's just another thing for Kwanzaa to have to learn to play against. You know, in years gone by, it would have been the likes of Chris Wood in the Premier League, would have been the same kind of player. Give give you an absolute torrid torrid night's work, without being the most talented player on the pitch. He's just one of these strikers, kind of like Olivia Giroud would have been as well. But Giroud is probably a little bit better. But a physical type number nine who's gonna be up for a fight, and that's he handled it really well in the main. He got caught a couple of times, but yeah. that's that's to be expected. And he won't come up against that type of forward very often. You know, which is weird considering he plays in the Premier League. And the Premier League used to be made up of those type of strikers. There's not actually that many of them around anymore. You know, your traditional number nine bully type, horrible, ugly bastard of a striker that you'd hate to be a centre-back playing against. 
Yeah, some centre backs love it. Solanke, Most Taiwo. Of them, yeah, there ain't there there ain't that many around that play to those kind of strengths either. Mm. Even you talk about oh, Tom Solanke, he's not that kind of physical bruiser. He likes a ball in behind because he's quick enough. But Nielsen is it was a good test for Kwanzaa and he handled it pretty well in the main. Yeah, and I mean, you look at those, like the aerial numbers, I think it was three out of five. You had Nielsen peeling over onto his side, as you would expect, you know, target the young player. And Nielsen is six foot six. So to be three out of five in your aerial duels with a, a veteran, you know, big six foot six striker like that. Uh, yeah, that's why he was my show for man of the match. Yeah. Uh, anybody else stand out for you there, Baraki? No. No, you don't want to. Awesome. You don't want to. You don't want to go in on anyone. I. I mean, I will. Definitely. I don't want to go in. I don't want to go in because it, it's a game. Also, it doesn't matter. Do I think some young lads took the chances? Probably not. Did anybody else really stand out? Not really. You know, I think we've mentioned the ones. Keller had good moments. Quanta good moments. Elliot tried hard. You know, in a. It, other than that, Gakpo was non-existent. But again, him and Nunes, I don't think they had any service. Can't really do much. Uh, Grab Birch don't think did anything when he came on. But no. No, it's it's just one of those games. It's by the way, if we end up winning something this year, this is not one of the games we're going to talk about. Waxler, about, you're not going to have me do a, a title show. You're not going to bleach over. Right, should we talk about the Union game? This is this is a defining Ooh. moment, wasn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah, there's there is a couple of real zingers in this group stage of the Europa League. That's for sure. I mean, well, let's I, just to be fair, this then... is the this is the first Europa League game where I've got where I've generally not give a shit. The other five, I've actually even Toulouse when we lost, they've all been actually quite entertaining. At least get me in, involved in them. So, and also, it's a bit of an adventure, isn't it? You know, because we don't yeah. play with any of these teams. So it's cool. Yeah. I quite enjoy the Europa League group stage in general. Yeah. Uh, and then just a final shout out here Mark Simmons, Simons from uh, just a little bit earlier. He says, Connor Bradley, what a talent he will be. I mean, not the best game, not the worst game. You know, the, the guy he was up against, Adamora, I thought was just electric looking tonight. Now that could be down to how poor we were, but. It's good to see one of those two young backs. Hopefully the uh, Calvin Ramsey can also, you know, get back on track and get fit and firing and we can get him a few more minutes in uh, games that we're well up in. But we talked about, uh, you know, players that played in this game, the players that got rested. We obviously left our, without question, four best players on Merseyside. They didn't even make the trip over the channel to go to Belgium for tonight. Thank God Adrian's, Adrian's safe now. We're all sorted. Yeah, all in preparation for the big match on Sunday. Uh, I'm not going to be on another show before then, so I wouldn't mind having a little talk about it. And just I'm thinking not about it. A... I'm not going gonna... to I, me and my brother, and we're both kicking ourselves. Mistimed a family get together. We were out, out like nowhere near Italian flats at all. I have my phone, so I've got to record it. Hope we win and watch the replay later. So, you just need to miss time showing up to this family event then. Of course, you mean him a drive to one to it, so we can't even get out of it. <laughs> Which, do you know what? Jokes aside, we knew the Man United was that weekend. Because of what went on with the City game, we thought, they're going to make this an early kickoff. You'll tit for tat with the Manchester police. Or you'll make ours in a go, we'll make yours in a go. They go, no, no, four o'clock something. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. I'll be honest. I honestly expected it to be Monday night. I, I, I honestly be, thought it would be shifted to I Monday thought it would be a Monday night game or it would be the early kick or it would be like Saturday night. Like, one of the big prime yeah, ones. Like I wasn't that. expecting it to be the 4 o'clock game so I was like, oh, and, yeah, I, I uh, guess they probably couldn't have moved it to Monday because we're midweek on the Wednesday, aren't we? Yeah. And Emmett rightly points out it's double-header because the women the women play at quarter past 12 away to Man United. So we're doing a bit of a double-header thing as well. 
So lovely, lovely, lovely. Can we fit, play fill in the blanks in terms of who we think is going to be our starting eleven? Because there's some us, obvious nailed on a proper one. I'll Oh, 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 oh. No, there's. I, I, I think it's. I think there's not that many spots up for grabs. I think there's four spots out of the eleven: Allison, Trent, Virgil, Simicast, Sabasly, Mo Salah, and Luis Diaz are all going to start. I and think we can it. all agree on that, right? I think the front three, the front three, because otherwise Gakpo wouldn't have played the full game. I don't think Gakpo gets a full oh, game. Oh yeah, see that shows how little I paid attention to this game. Gakpo did play the whole game. <laughs> Who did Nunes come on for? Oh yeah, Doke. Yeah, I missed that one. I had to come back to it. Uh, I think the front, I, I think it's two midfield positions and a centre back. I think I'm mostly sad. trying to suss out whether I can take the chance of captaining Darwin Nunes in my fantasy uh, again this weekend. It so far has sound. not worked for me. Just oh, sound. just stick with one. Stick with one and go with him through the season. Back him for the whole season. <laughs> yeah, because nobody gets what? injured anymore. Well, luckily, I captain. No. I captain Harden last week, and he's bloody injured. I, it's, I I think a lot of people made that mistake. I certainly did. No, as well, mate. Too. I I I captained Haaland, and I swear to God, by hook or by crook, I'm not changing it now. Because if I change it now, I'm going to jinx the player I I swap it to. Okay. And man, as long sure. as Haaland, if Haaland is my captain, I know he's going to be a donkey. So, <laughs> so Emmett Scott. Can I well, say he, dis he disagrees Echo. immediately. He's got Gakpo instead of Darwin up top, and I think it's a I think there's a choice to be made there. I. In terms of what the players offer you, I think it's going to be Darwin, though, and I want it to be Darwin Nunes because I just I, keep—I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. He's going to have a game. One of these weeks, he just has to have a game. But also, it looks realistically that it's unlikely that they'll have Maguire because it looks like he's done his groin, unless it's miraculously prepared. Um, to be fair, he's probably their best defender. I mean, that's more because the way yeah, they yeah. play, because um, they're playing low, a, a low block defense, which would suit his style. Shaw is doubtful because like he tweaked his hamstring, so it could be Varane and Wamba Saka as your centre backs. No, I think he'll play. I was, I think he'll play Wamba. I think United will go with Onana in goal. Uh, Wamba Saka right back. He'll go with Varane, Lindelof, and oh, Dallo at left back. Then I would be a bit surprised if you'd see. I'd go Wilmer Amrabat, yeah, Amrabat, McTominay. McTominay. Mainu. No, more than likely, as literally your three centre mids just standing in front of your back and four. Don't pure move. Pace up front. Go pure pace up front. Just do Anthony, Garnacho. I don't think he'll go with Garnacho, you know. I think Rashford, because I think Garnacho is running to the ground now. Um, I think you'll probably, I think if Rashford's fit and available, he'll play. If he has any kind of a brain cell whatsoever, he plays Rashford, Rashford off the, on on the left, left. and who, it doesn't matter that's... who he plays on the right because their 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 options on the right are shockingly shite. And you'll play Hoiberg up front or whatever his fucking name is, you know. And... Shockingly shite oh. is just such a beautiful turn of phrase with your accent, Kev. That's a fantastic <laughs> it, it, way of describing it... Anthony. Is... Oh, it could be John, it could be Johnny Evans, it could be Johnny Evans and Baran. That's the other option, isn't it? It could be, or he could play a back five. I see, this is why I don't think it'll be as straightforward as people think it is because they're in such bad form in yeah. terms of some of the results they've had recently. I know he won't manage them up, but you know, with what happened with Bayern and all that, and with the injuries they've got, this is where you can all say to them, 
we're going to go full Mourinho. We're going to go back four, back five. We're going to dog this out and look for a nil-nil. Rather than being, let's all well, go gun home and go at Liverpool. Because if they, listen, if they go If I was setting out a side to play... I hope they do. Yeah. If I was setting out a side to play against Liverpool, that's how I'd play. I'd play 5-4-1. And I would be as narrow as humanly possible. And look to play in the break. And i back myself to keep Liverpool oh, Hoyland's, Hoyland's more back, than yeah. I would try to go and attack. You give Liverpool space to run into, you're gonna get you're gonna get cooked. You know, but you have a better you have a chance parking the bus. It might not be a great chance, but you have a chance. You know, mm. it, you have more I think United have more of a chance playing a, a back five with four across the middle and one up front. Then they do playing your their normal four three three or four two three one, given who's available to them. I think they'll. I think they'll get if they play how they have done for the last month. I think they'll get slaughtered, and Ten Hag will deserve the sack for putting a, a side out, knowing they're going to get slaughtered. At least if you try something and it fails, he's tried something. At worst, he's tried something different, and he can say, "Look at what I had available to me. What do you want?" Yeah, uh, at least man, he, he all give the, himself all the negativity kind of is all I the mean, negativity is starting to come out of people. I, I, Look at this. I, I, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. Because I'll be honest, I won't say they kept Bayern at bay. I don't think Bayern got out of first gear. Bayern played like a side oh. that were quali- that were qualified and weren't asked. Yeah. Uh personally, you know, it was kind of a result that suited both. Bayern got the win and you know, like, well, we get battered. They did great. I honestly so. looked at Bayern and I thought they were really poor in the middle of the park. Mm. I thought Goretzka and Kimmich were really poor. You know, they yeah. were wide open. If United were anywhere near like their normal selves, they would have been able to counter that Bayern side it, at will. If they had a bit more pace at home, like a, a Rashford or a Marshall, well, not Marshall, Rashford, that might yeah, have also helped. They them. might have had a better chance because I, I didn't see much of Bayern at all, to be honest. I thought they were very. They're already qualified as well, aren't they? So it's a bit like. Yeah, but. How Bear in mind, they last five one at the weekend against Freiburg. Mm. So and he literally put out more or less the same side. He didn't. I think he only made two changes. Mm. So it, that was Tuchel turning around to them. So lad, you got yourselves you into this game by the performance you put up at the weekend. It's up to you to put it right, kind of thing. Oh, they just Emma's back, Emma's all back all tracking now. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that reverse. <laughs> no. I, so. Let's let so let's go to our that? eleven. Let's go to our eleven. All right, who so, who partners who partners Virgil Van Dyke? Is it going to be Kwanzaa, Gomez, or Ibu Kanate? I think it's going to be Kanate. I think it's going to be Kanate as well. Yeah, it's going to be Kanate. Okay, uh, who plays in the middle of the park alongside Dominic Saba Sly? I've I've got written down Endo and Gravenberg. I think that's what it'll be. I don't want that though. Yeah, I don't want that either. I would I would almost prefer I would almost prefer Jones playing in a six with Gravenbert and Sabazla either side of him than I would Endo in the six with the same pair. I I'd almost prefer the Trent the Trent experiment one more time and just stick Gomez right back. No, I I just, think Trent just, plays just better Trent, coming into the space. Not, I think, not staying I think in we'll it. Be fa- I think we'll be facing the ball a lot, which means we'll have a lot of the ball. And he also has got more, more mobility. 
I mean, guilty. The idea would be McAllister there, but you know, I don't think that's happening. Sadly. I mean, and the issue that we've all kind of flagged with Endo is that he's being targeted Practical. by opposition teams. They're letting him have the ball, and then they're closing him down quickly. That game plan only works if you have players that can execute a system that a coach puts into place and actually have mobility around the park. So I think Endo will be completely serviceable against Manchester United. Yeah. I, I get Emmett's point that Joe did nothing to argue his case to start tonight. I'll be honest. Neither Endo, neither Grafovic. Neither yeah. of them have done anything that maybe go, oh, they're nailed on as well. The only reason I think they're more nailed on than Jones is because Jones played more minutes. That's literally the reason I can think. I've seen Tiago now. No, not a chance of Tiago. I saw that picture of Wade. I already pulled his hamstring after he did that wave. So I think he's out for another six months now. So I won't worry about Tiago, sadly. Uh, I, hope he then, I, hope he, I hope he plays Tiago at some point just to piss on that theory. Just he's just never, he's never going to play for us ever again. It's just, I've made my peace with that. If he comes out of nowhere, I will go full Jim Ross from WWF and uh, oh damn, look, it's Tiago's music. I'm fine with that, but I'll believe, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when That's I see it. That's gotta be Alcantara. That's <laughs> The glass shatters and Tiago just comes stomping. Oh, down don't the glass shatter. He might caught himself. Don't do that. What the <laughs> yeah. hell? Oh no, he's fell over the glass. We've lost him again. Oh no. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking forward. So I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend. I mean, Chris, you're not going to be able to watch the game, let alone be on the post-match show. Kev, it's probably a good thing to be honest. I think they'll, they'll all be made up. Um, I swear to God, how you haven't worked out a way to listen to this on the radio is beyond me. I, I did say I won't find a way to listen to it. I just can't watch it. It's just not, and I hate listening to it. I don't, I'll have Neil. I'll have Neil Jones on alerts because Neil Jones is the fastest man ever to tell you if a goal's happened. Even, unreal, isn't he? Even if, you not, even if you're not watching it on a stream, you watch it on Sky Sports News, and you can see the guy's got the way. He goes, "Bing, one to Liverpool." What? Jesus, what? He's so quick. It's unreal. Yeah. You want to know a goal? Just follow Neil Jones. It's unreal. Thiago scores in you Dublin. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, the front three will be the front three. Um, the only the other option, the, the only other option would have been to play Sabazlai in a six with Trent yeah. joining him in the six if Gakpo played in an eight. Or... But you don't have an it, option then off the bench change the game. Are you... in the seven in the seven nil we did play Gakpo Nunes Salah and Nunes and Gakpo kept swapping and you bring Diaz mm -hmm. off the bench as your pace option. Now yeah I, yeah, I mean the, try, the fact trying to sell that trying to sell Diaz yeah the fact that Diaz was involved. Yeah. Says he started but you know just a, yeah. just an interesting one. I I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Tomorrow's my last uh, yeah, day of work before it. two weeks of holidays. Oh, and the last face. time this oh, happened was before the seven nil. So everything's good. We're gonna smash Man United. Then we're gonna find a way to lose to Real Madrid. I'm gonna get attacked by a cat, and it's all gonna just the happen. The best thing over about again. that seven nil was I was supposed to do the post match with you, and I got a, I had a message say, "I've got a last minute ticket with my daughter." He goes, "Oh, enjoy." I said, oh, "I'm not fancying this at all. We were dreadful. We're gonna be dreadful because we're dreadful all season." And I bet you can with, well, that's the best ticket I've ever got in my life. Of course, that's the best more often. And yet you I mean, talk about uh, going to see Brentford more often than you talk about being at the 7-0. Well, the reason I talk about Brentford more is because 
it was a shit one nil. My brother was so keen to leave early, and I was like, "Why?" Is he? I was like, "Have you got somewhere to be? Come on, I'm not leaving." He said, "Let's leave because two minutes to go." No, it's still one nil. So I refused to leave until the game was over. What I didn't know was I had a surprise fortieth waiting for me. So that's why I remember Brentford because literally as soon as I walked in, there was a surprise fortieth. So. Yeah, there you go. All right. We've got 30 seconds before Gav is furious at us for going over the hour. Finish oh, 2 one. It doesn't really matter. We can worry about European competition when it comes back in uh, March. March. We kind of ran out of time of going through uh, the teams that are dropping down from the Champions League and whatnot, therefore. But uh, what do you do? Yeah. Gav can cover that tomorrow morning on the 30 in another episode of the Fantastic Telegram Chronicles. Uh, I think you guys got a league title winning show coming up. But other than that, and Keith's new show. Keith's new show. Keith's Keith's new has, show. He's got a new show. Ah, shit, we're at the hour now. We've ruined it. We've absolutely That's ruined it. That's all right. Blame it. me. It's all right. Blame me. It's all, you like shouting at me. You like shouting at me. So it's all right. Yeah. I, I blame you at my work. They, they've never even heard of you before, so it's not always an effective right. strategy. I, I, I blame me at my work as well. They, they, they're, they're sick of me. <laughs> well, they're right Ooh. there, but... Uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Hit the thumbs up button on the way out. Consider becoming a member if for no other reason than you can uh, get up and join Gav for the 30 in the morning and take part in the ridiculous crack that is going on with uh, those early morning shows. And if uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, highly recommend you check them out on the download. All the shows, even the member shows are available for free downloads after the fact. So go back and check out the 30 from the talking cop because it is some absolutely hilarious, hilarious stuff going on in there. And some also very good hygiene tips from a couple of days ago. So, and I think, <laughs> I think on that cheery note, that's enough from us. Uh, thanks to Chris. Thanks to Kev. We got three more days until the big game, the big game, man United coming to Anfield with their tails between their legs. And we're all hoping for a repeat of what happened last year. And we will see you for that show again. This has been the Talking Cop. We'll see you guys for the next match. Adios. Sports Social Podcast Network.